Hello, my name is Scott Bradley, this is Scott Scott Podcast, and I'm joined by Joe Gallagher. How are we, Joe? Not bad, mate, yeah. I'm not too bad myself, and I'm also joined by uh, Tony Welsh. Tony, how are we? I'm not bad, mate, yeah. Yourself? I'm very good, mate. So, boys, apologies for keeping you waiting. I was watching a bit of Love Island there, so apologies for that. No, that's all right. <laughs> so, let's, uh, right, so let's dive right into this, lads. Obviously, a season review, and obviously, you are both Celtic fans. And uh, first of all, I want to get your thoughts on uh, your new manager. You've recently appointed Neil Lennon on a permanent basis. Joe, I'll start with you. What's your thoughts on it? Uh, obviously, it's a downgrade on Rodgers. He can't say it's in Melbourne. Mm-hmm. Um, And Tony, I know you're not a fan of Lennon whatsoever, and when the appointment was announced, you were quite deflated about it. It's not even... It's just, I think it is a step down. I do. I think Lennon, I don't mind the guy as a manager, and I do agree with Joe. I think he is a decent manager, but he does spit the dummy out, and also he walked the first time because he wasn't getting back, so... Mm-hmm. See that happening again. Yeah, and it's not a, a fresh appointment, it's not an exciting appointment, it's just going back the way. I think Celtic should be looking to go forward, not backwards, you know. And obviously Lennon's record in Europe is brilliant, but domestically it's it's fine, but it's not what it like it was with Brendan Rogers. Far from it. And as Joe was saying, it is a step down, simple as. But I really thought you would have went for someone like Billich, someone like that, Steve Clark perhaps. Like maybe someone with a, 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 a box office name, if you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, uh, but that, like the Lennon job, like, you was appointing Lennon, to be honest, it didn't surprise me because he'd done what was asked of him, he delivered the treble treble, so, yes, the performances have not been great whatsoever, especially the old firm defeat Ibrox, but he'd done what was asked of him, so he he has a, he had a good argument going in to speak to Peter Lowell saying, yeah, look, you've done, I've delivered the treble treble, so... I've done what you asked, so I think I deserve the, I deserve the job. Mm, I don't know. I, see, to be honest with you, I'm not really... There wasn't really a massive change, I don't think, when he was, came in. I don't, I don't think we're playing well under Rodgers. I think that squad as a whole is just tired. Lennon had the nail on the head, I think, when he's saying the Premier Sports under you that a lot of the players are coming to the end of your cycle. And I'd be really surprised if there wasn't a big turnover in the squad this summer with players going out and also coming in. Yeah, because I really do think that squad needs needs really freshened up. It does. I don't know, it just looks really fatigued, as you've saying, Joe. It looks really tired. I think they just need some freshness about it. Oh, I definitely. I mean, there's about four, four first-teamers you're really needing in that squad, I think, in my opinion. But um, it's really... I still think it's all about what we do. As far as they just go, I'll start running to them and they can go on a decent one and run and no ball against in semi-finals and against Aberdeen continually. See, see, so what about, um, obviously, like, I would go back to this, right, um, see at the start of the season, right, where the Celtic board messed around uh, with the drum again transfer. Looking back at it now, that was a huge mistake from Celtic board. That was. And they'll be regretting that like immensely right now, considering how well he's uh, doing Aston Villa. 
Um, obviously, he helped him get pre- pre- promotion to the Premier League, and he'll be a, he'll he'll do really well in the EPL. And you really could have got him the cheap. And right now, he's probably going for yeah, like a, a club wanting to buy him be a lot of money, like like twice the amount of uh, the the bid you put in for him. Well, they're trying to do the same thing with David Turnbull. They're trying to get him in the cheap. Mother will let me have in it. Like, it'll end up being the same thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's happened for years, but I mean, it happened years ago with Stratton and Stephen Fletcher. I know that I, Fletcher's made a kind of laughing stock around it, but he was a decent pedigree striker for a number of years at Wolves and actually went, I think, for like 12 million or something eventually. So it, it's nothing new with this board. That's what frustrates me. I think we think is, just because we're still we can go in on the cheap and try and. Uh, Penny pounds for the clubs when I mean the one time I've really pushed the boat out was the Brown and you have to see that's paid dividends considering what he's gave back to the club so mm-hmm. yeah but see um, Lawwell though boys do you think Lawwell's going to back Lennon in the summer because you know like Joe you you said yourself Lawwell runs a club well he's never getting like get into any financial trouble but when it comes to Europe he doesn't really want to push the boat out if you know what I'm saying. Where, what areas, Tony, would you say Celtic really need to strengthen in? Uh, for me, I think it's right back, maybe a, a midfielder, uh, maybe one or two miles in. Um, where, like, you, do you agree with me? Do you think that's some of the areas that you really need to strengthen in? What's uh, your thoughts on uh, Scott Brown, boys? Um, would you say he should be starting week in, week out next season? Yeah, and see when you look at, for example, um, what Lennon said the other day, he wants to give Lustig another deal. Does that not concern you, boys? Because, let's be honest, Lustig is way past his best. I think he's going to play him as backup, though. I don't think Lustig will be a first-team player. I don't think Lustig's actually... I know, as a right-back, I think he can be a bit of a laughing stock at times, but as a centre-half is slots in, I don't think he would do a, a terrible job. He's certainly a better backup centre-half than Jack Kennedy anyway. But... <laughs> 
Um, you can't be, you can't expect Lustig to be bombing forward. Um, the way Tierney does it, just it's no, it's no plausible at all. But to, to be fair, under Lennon, Lustig might actually be more suited. You know, under Rogers, I was expected to go forward, and obviously that didn't really work. But under Lennon, he's probably going to be expected to sit a bit more if yeah. if he was to play. But ideally, I do want somebody to replace him. Um, mm-hmm. I don't think he's the worst player, but at best I would have him as a backup. Yeah, I, I agree. I think a lot of people thought about it as well with left wing or right wing, but I don't even. We've got the boys Fred coming in, and what's his name? Tony, what's that boy from Man City? Arzani? Uh, Daniel Arzani, I think. Australian guy. We've got him for another year, so I don't know. Obviously, Sinclair's kind of touch and go now, but he's extended his contract for a year. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> nah, like, is Chevy? Chev- I thought he was a right sided player. Yeah. I'm not sure, but I, I don't know. I, I heard that he played both sides, but I think Alzani plays a, a left wing as well. Um, I don't know. I just And then we'll get Hayes as well. I just don't know how many wingers you can have at the club with it really having an effect on, on the wage structure. I think we'd probably be a lot better trying to focus on right back um, and also. Bear in mind when they get cover for Tierney at left back as well. Where yeah, he's a geary department hoping hopefully never to return again. <laughs> <laughs> um, so boys, uh, I want to ask you, um, do you think it's pivotal that you make the Champions League uh, next season? Do you think it's a be all and end all? No, I don't know. Ten in a row is the priority. Yeah, <laughs> it, just as long as like you get European football, I think you be you would be like be quite content with that. If you asked a lot of Celtic fans right now, would you skip European football for two seasons and start in the middle right now? I think most of them would take it, because I certainly would. Mm. At this moment, I would take that. Like, I, don't, squad. I don't know. I, I look at you a bit differently. My, my whole kind of... I don't really use Rangers as a bearing or our successes to get tennis. Like, I don't think <coughs> we just be aiming for that. I think if... We do get 10 and that's, there's a danger the next year we could fall away. I just I wish, I, I want us to build a decent enough squad that can compete at all levels. But I think, I could imagine being in the Champions League would take a significant impact on the team's morale because we get a doing, I think, with the current squad uh, in the Champions League. How would you sum up the European run uh, this well, well, last season now? But how would you sum it up? Average, Quite disappointing. Like, I, th- I felt as though you were very lucky to make out that group. Like, because you just were going out. Uh, I think I can't remember what the other team, who the other team was. I forget they, they got beat the last minute or something like that, and you was already getting oh, beat. Yeah, yeah, and that's how you went through. Yeah, but, Aye, but you can't expect us to beat Valencia. Yeah, I know. I mean, like, yeah, like it was a t- always a tough ask. If we had a couple of stronger players on our team, I think we could easily give them a game. I'm not saying we'd beat them. I think we could make a result, though, certainly. And I think that's what disappointed me so much against Valencia as we kind of just, it was almost as if we didn't turn up, we just let them do their business and they ended up coming away with an easy win. And I just, I don't like that. You know, if you're going to get beat, at least, I don't know, just turn up. So boys, the last question on Neil Lennon, right? Do you think Neil Lennon is a man that can deliver to Naro? Well, he's going to have to. It's, there's a lot of pressure on him. But do you, do you believe in your heart, heart Tony, that uh, Neil Lennon is the man to deliver 10? If he signs a couple of players, yes. If at the current moment with the current squad, no, I don't. Are you worried about Rangers at all? No. It's no more about Rangers. I think it's more about 
more about Rangers, it's more about Celtic. I've always said Celtic are the ones that are the danger of ten in a row, no Rangers. <laughs> Well, we, as Tony said earlier on, like Rangers right now are on the rise. They are like we're definitely improved under Steven Gerrard. But like, we're not the the team we were like last like two seasons ago and uh, the first season when we came back in the SPFL where you were were like battering us for fun. Like this season, the games have been fairly tight. Uh, obviously, the first old firm just won that comfortably, even though it was one 0 Then we played each other at Ibrox. Second old firm, we won that comfortably. Then Parkhead, the two one game that was tight. Um, and we had 10 men and then obviously the last one I brought was so that was like a training session for us so we've definitely closed the gap a bit that's for sure you can't deny that the improvement ha- is there but I think uh, we still won the league by considerable distance and you he's won the league yeah, there's no denying that there's no denying he's that you've won the league you've won the league you've done the, the treble like so you've done what was asked and you've continued on your, your success but Obviously, I think a lot of that was down to Brendan Rodgers. Obviously, Neil Lennon got his over the line, right? And Lennon already inherited a, a squad that was eight points clear in the league. Uh, so he did. So, yes, like, could Lennon be the guy to deliver 10? Honestly, I don't believe he, he's capable of it. I think long-term the pressure will get to him. And we all know about Neil Lennon's mental health issues. I think he'll, I think he'll just crack. I think he'll come under pressure. I really do. Because I, th- I don't think he's matured. I know he said he's matured. I don't believe it. I don't think he's matured whatsoever. To be fair, nothing's really happened since he's come back. Well, obviously, what look at the situation at Hibs, though. Like, I, I feel as though he was playing Grey Two Shoes so he could, like, to make sure he'll get the job. And obviously, seeing what happened to Hibs, how he ended up leaving uh, that club, was because he had to bust up the whole uh, team, so he did. And right before he left, the Hibs squad was at, uh, their morale was at rock bottom. And ever since Higginbottoms came in, they looked like a totally different side now, and they made the top six when nobody expected them to, uh, no one expected them to when Lennon was there. Did not get the fourth first season, though? Yeah, he did. Yeah, that's right. But see, towards the end, though, he just completely lost the dressing room and it just basically went tits up. I feel like he won. I feel it's close to clutching at straws here because, I don't know, personally, I mean, you look at Lennon when he first came into management and he inherited an absolute shit show with Mowbray Celtic in his first season. I think they lost like the two points to all us with Rangers in his first full season. He also won the Scottish Cup as well in his first season. Exactly. As a man, really, his pedigree is arguably more impressive than what Gerrard's was in his first season. So I don't think we're no, it's no Pedro Coutinho we're looking at here. Yeah, I'm not saying Lennon's a bad manager, far from it. But I'm just saying, I just I'm not convinced he'll be the guy to deliver ten. Just honestly, my opinion, I just don't think he is. I don't think he's capable of it. So I just think long term, I think a long term, I think he will crumble. And it just shows you, bro. It just shows you, like when it was when it was announced that Lennon was getting the job permanently. Rangers fans are buzzing. Celtic fans are raging. <laughs> it's because at the same time when you're linked with guys like Benitez and Mourinho, and then you end up with Lennon. Of course, you're going to be a bit like, alright, come on to hell here, what's happening? Mm-hmm. And especially when you hear guys like Gary Hooper and that linked to come back, like basically Celtic's 2011 team. You're just a bit like, <coughs> right? It's not inspiring, is it? But to be fair to him, right, he does have a decent eye for a player. Like some of the players he brought into Celtic, uh, he brought in Van Dyke, I'm sure. Um, yeah, he brought in Van Dyke, Wanyama, 
Um, Keyson Young, yeah, he definitely has a good eye for a player, that's for sure. I don't know, he does, 100%, and I do think he's European records decent as well. You know, so, even if we got beaten Europe under Lennon, we never get battered in the way that we do. See, like in recent years. Yeah, see, a lot of Celtic fans I spoke to, they are they have said to me they're worried about next season if Lennon wants to get his job, and he, he has, um, and they've said that they're worried because they don't have a lot of faith that Lennon is the guy to deliver ten, and they were saying this right after the two 0 defeat at Ibrox, and you were even saying as well that you that performance like concerned you. Like massively, you were just like this squad needs like an overhaul in a sense. But that's it's, it's, that's it. It's just a case of are we going to clear a lot of the deadwood? That's kind of that was my biggest worry. Is are, is this going to be a summer where we don't sign anyone and it's going to be the way it's been the first couple of seasons? You know, penny pinching, won't signings, players like just I don't know. Yeah, like messing about it'd be transfers and that. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. I was thinking more like if we were getting. I don't know, like, say, a Benitez or a manager of that calibre, you know, you're going to attract stronger players. Mm. Yeah, so uh, before uh, we wrap up here, um, Joe, you've got a few questions you want to ask me about Rangers, then we'll get on to the team of the year, and then we'll uh, move on to another segment. But, um, I, Joe, you've got a couple of questions about uh, Rangers for me. Uh, why are you so shite? No, I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, as a whole, how would you take Gerald's first season win? Uh, I think it's been solid. Um, there was always going to be bumps along the way. I said that right from the get-go once we appointed him. It was not going to be a quick fix. Um, he's impressed me. He's definitely improved the squad. The European run was a big highlight because nobody expected us to make the group stages. No one. And that was a massive bonus. And we came close to getting out of that group. We took it right to the final game. And I enjoyed the run in Europe. It was really refreshing. The European nights were good at Ibrox, especially the, the 3-1-1 against Rapid Vienna. That was great. Um, some of the signings Gerrard's brought in, like, for example, uh, Goldstein, I've, I've re- been really impressed by him. Uh, he's been like a real standout. And Barisic, though, he's been the biggest disappointment for me. Ryan Kent, he's been phenomenal. So he has. Even Alan McGregor, he's... Oh, we would not be in Europe if it was not for Alan McGregor, that's for sure. Scotty Arfield in a free, <laughs> he's been superb. Glenn Kamara brought him in in January for 50k, absolute bargain. So he has, and Katic as well, and Jermaine Defoe and uh, Stephen Davis. Like He has brought in some good signings, of course, uh, there, there's been a few duds. Uh, Koulibaly started off well, then he just kind of faded away. Um, less said about Sadiq, oh, he was an absolute disaster. But yeah, as I said, he's definitely improved the squad. The old firm wins were a highlight, um, so they were. The, obviously, the, the, the old firm one at Ibrox with the Ryan Jack goal um, and the recent one, uh, the 2-0 one. Um, but the, the biggest disappointment this season would be in the Cups and our lack of lack of uh, consistency in the league. The, going out to Aberdeen in the Cups was a real sore one. I think the, the biggest sore one was losing 2-0 at Ibrox in the Scottish Cup. Tabledine, that was it's embarrassing. That was a real kick in the balls. That one. Right. So, what's your hopes for next season? Do you honestly think you can can do it? Yeah, I really do. I I really do. I, I know. I'm going to say it now. I'm going to go on record saying I believe if we sign right and there's someone just get a few more players in, I think we can win the league next season. I really do. No, I really, I really do. I think next season we can. And also, I just want to say this about Gerard, right? I, I see Gerard. He's re- as I said, like he has impressed me, and he, he he comes across as a good coach as well. Because look, look at the way he's brought on Ryan Jack, for example. Ryan Jack was a good player, uh, like when he first came into Rangers. Now 
he's a great player. He's definitely improved Ryan Jack and even Tavernier too. Even Morelos. Morelos, he was a good player in his first season. Now he's a, a top, top player. So it just shows you Gerrard's good at coaching players and, make, and making them better. And yeah, I, and, and I also did say as well, if Gerrard surrounds himself with the right people, which he's done, he, he's, he's destined for success. Like Gary McAllister, Michael Beale, etc. He's surrounding himself with the right guys who can advise him. Yeah, and... It, yeah, and also as well, I think footballers are attracted to the aura of Steven Gerrard. I think they want to play for someone like Steven Gerrard. Because look at the guys they've brought in, like Jermaine Defoe. Like guys like Jermaine Defoe. I don't, personally, I don't think he would have came to Rangers before if we had someone like Pedro Cassino. Like I think the, the main reason that attracted him to Rangers was obviously like we're a massive club, etc. But I think the fact that his old teammate Steven Gerrard is obviously at Rangers that obviously was a big lure for him um, but what was uh, your question there Joel oh yeah it was if I think Rangers can go on and do it next season yeah I can I believe we've got the resources get a few more players in especially Ryan Kent I think uh, we've got a great chance he's mate not back, Scott, he? he's back. no mate I seen Elleron I seen no he's, in, he's, mate, he's having talks right now for a, another loan he's, got, he's not going back there's talk at 10 million his, his value is not going to go up any merit if he goes to Rangers if Liverpool want to sell him the leader selling the now or they'll want to make sure a Premier League club where his value can increase mate literally see right before we came on air I literally seen a, a thing on Twitter that said Ryan Jack's in Scotland right now having talks for a loan extension no Ryan Jack no Ryan Jack uh, Ryan Kent sorry <laughs> <laughs> Ryan Kent I struggle to believe you'll be up here anyway and I think you're without a doubt you're losing Morelos this summer as well so yeah I, see Morelos um, if we I said right after the, the 2 1 defeat I'm not one of these Rangers fans that wants to rush Morelos out the door. I don't want to do that. But see, if we get a good bid in, then by all means sell him. If we get something like I don't know, eighteen twenty million, then yes, yeah, sell him. But I'm not. I'm not going to be set. I don't want us to be accepting peanuts for him, which we won't. If it's something like twelve million, like no chance. I think that's what he'll get from us. I think twelve million is what he's worth. I don't, I don't think, think like, he's 20 million he's lost you're if, if you're using the bearing of what Dembele was lost 19.7 considering Dembele done at the Champions League level and in my opinion shows that, showed that he was a far better player with a far better disciplinary record than what Morelos is I think you need to look at Morelos with the 12-13 mark I don't think it'd be 12-13 I don't think the club won't accept that mate like Gerard's be like no nah, no chance and the, the Rangers board will stand strong in that because we've got Morelos until I think 2022 no no 2022 I think it's 2024 we've got until so we've got like we've got him for a few years, if, even if we don't sell him this summer. So if you if, see if we keep him, I'm happy. If we sell him for a good amount, I'm happy, as long as it's not peanuts. <laughs> sure does. But um, yeah, you've got another question about the obviously the the, the biggest high, um, is the highs and lows. The biggest high for me with this season, the two standout games would be the rapid Vienna game at Ibrox and the one 0 against you, the Ryan Jack goal. But the the biggest low point was in the cups yeah in the cups that was the biggest low point because we should have done so much better in those cups and the fact we lost to Aberdeen who we are considerably better than finished above them this season um, we've got a much better team than them but for some reason they've beat us three times <laughs> and they knocked us out both cups and really when you look at that side it's like they're, it's average and that's me being generous mm. yeah Aye. I can't really disagree the Aberdeen are bang average but um, did they finish too far behind you or something finished fourth I think we finished like 15 13 points ahead of them something like that it was kind of finished third didn't they 11 points 
Oh, in points, yeah. So, yeah, they finished above his last couple seasons. Um, but, yeah, it just shows you, like, you know, the, the improvement is there. And overall, to just sum it up, Gerard's first season, solid. Um, but next season, we really need to kick on because, see, if we have the same season we, we, we've had this season, uh, next season, then that would be a huge cause for concern because we need to at least win something next season, that's for sure. We need to win a cup, yeah. We need to win a cup, or else I think Gerard knows right, the no. pressure will be seriously on if we don't win anything it's next season. What, mate? It's been one final in the last three seasons, isn't it? Yeah, unless they're better about that final, mate. <laughs> 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 well, oh, oh, mate, oh, don't, mate, no, I think it's uh, but you can't, but the Petrofac Cup, mate. <laughs> I'm, joking. I'm joking, no, but yeah, unless they're better about the Scottish Cup final, mate, it's still scarred in my brain. <laughs> Um, but, oh, less of the better, mate. Horrible, horrible day for me. Um, but before you go, boys, um, I want to ask you uh, your team of the season. I'll start with you, Tony. What was your SPFL team of the season? I, um, I'd have uh, Liam Kelly for 11 goals. Thought he's had a really good season. Um, right back, I'd have Tavernier. Mm-hmm. He's, he's obviously had a good season as well. Um, one of my centre backs would be Craig Halkett. Uh, I think Levy as a whole have been really good defensively this season. Mm-hmm. Um, Ayer would be mother centre back. Left back I'd have Greg Taylor for Kelly. He's again brilliant under Steve Clark. Uh, my midfield I'd have Cal McGregor in the centre. Ryan Kent in the left and David Turnbull for Motherwell on the right. Uh, I'd also have Forrest in behind the striker with Lewis Ferguson for Aberdeen and Edward up top. That'd be my team. Mm, fair enough, mate. Um, Joe, what's yours? To be fair, man, just draws the whole Celtic squad in there, man. As I said to you before, Scott, I've actually, for a while, I've not actually paid a broader attention to the Scottish League, so it probably be unfair to me to try and go through and put together a cohesive squad. Mm-hmm. That's fair enough, mate. Sure, Joe. <laughs> I know, that's fair enough, mate, but expected, expected more, but that's what it is, that's what it is. But um, aye boys, uh, it's been good, it's been good and uh, I'll let you go and uh, you'll be back next season, I'm sure. No problem mate, hope you enjoy right. sitting again. Oh, not a chance, not a chance, so always a pleasure boys, so speak to you soon. So we'll, we'll move on now and we're joined by Josh Freer. Uh, Josh, how are we? I'm fine, how are you mate? I'm very good and we're joined by an old face... My old co-host is back on the show after over a year, or over a year, sorry, and it's John James. John James, how are we? I'm feeling fine, how are you? I'm very well, mate. So let's dive right into it. You are both Aberdeen fans. So, boys, let's just cut right to the chase. How would you sum up Aberdeen season? I'll start with you, JJ. Uh, I, I, on the whole, disappointing. Uh, we, had some, we had some bright, bright moments, but... Josh, would you agree with JJ's comments there? Uh, yeah, more or less. Um, I think particularly like the second half of the season, how like our home form has been pretty like, inconsistent. You know, I think um, we were on a winless run from like December all the way to April at home, so it kind of put a big dampener on the season. We weren't able to generate much points, so. Yeah, overall it's been pretty poor. Mm-hmm. I think I, I think I, in the second half of the season it was something like two wins at Petardry in twenty nineteen. Yeah, <laughs> which is not acceptable for a club of average size. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, so obviously, when at the start of the season, I thought Aberdeen would struggle. Uh, I did, I said that to JJ. I thought Aberdeen would not finish second. I, 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 at the start of the season, I think I was saying Aberdeen would probably finish fifth. Well, he's finished fourth. But when I look at that Aberdeen squad, I think the area that you really struggled in was, and lacked a lot of quality in was the final third. And I think you're both agreeing that. Like the the final third was where you really lacked, and there was no real creative spark there. There was there, there wasn't really. I know Sam Cosgrove was a standout, but there was just I felt was there was there was there was no real creativity there. If you know what I'm saying, there was no real quality. Sam Cosgrove is he's he's decent if you get the ball to his feet, but he's not the answer going forward. Mm. Would you say like he, you see at the start of the season he started off terrible? He did. He started off really poor, but fair play to him, right? He really surprised everyone and kicked on and scored, I think, 18 goals this season. And I think that's one of the shocks of the season. When the start of the season, I was like, what's Derek McInnes doing with this donkey up top? After, it, after all the slaggings I gave him, if he scored that penalty in the last minutes at Easter Road, him and Morelos would have finished on the same goals in the league. <laughs> that's wild. That is wild. But... Boys, well, I want to talk about uh, McInnes. Um, I want to talk about his recruitment that he, at the start of the season. Were you happy with the, the the recruitment that he made? Or do you think he should have done a lot better? Or do you think the board should have given him more money to spend? Um, well, I've, it's more back and it's probably better. The signings are... I mean, I was quite optimistic, to be honest, because we obviously signed like James Wilson and... I think, well, halfway through the season, we brought in Greg Stewart, and I thought both signings would have hit the ground running, but they've hardly done anything, to be honest with you. I think we saw more of James Wilson toward the end of the season, but it's a little too late, really, and I think he's on his way back to Man U. Um, Greg Stewart, I think he's away to Rangers, isn't yeah. he? So, mm-hmm. it, I think... So, but, on you go. What was that, sorry? Uh, on you go, mate. What were you going to say? No, I was just saying, like, to be honest, I expected more, but um, it is what it is. But, um, yeah, it's just overall been quite poor. But this season, well, the season coming up, I think Derek McInnes, well, Stuart Millen has said that he'll back him up with the money yeah, that he, he needs for the transfers. Yeah, he really he really needs to. Um, it's obviously, you touched on James Wilson there, massive disappointment. Expect a lot more. I really did. I expect a lot more from James Wilson. He's been a, a huge, huge disappointment. And also, you've got a void to fill. Oh, on you go, Gigi. What are you going to say? Uh, the, thing, the thing with James Wilson is when he arrived, I don't think he'd played football in a good while. And for, yeah, yeah. For touching, touching on the point about him getting better. I think he had tons of injuries as well. Yeah, he, I think he'd just recovered from like two long-term knee injuries. And oh, towards, right. the, towards the end of the season, when we started to see the best of them, you could probably argue that's because that was a consistent run of games he, would, he hadn't got in the last mm-hmm. however many years. Mm-hmm. And on on the signings of Greg Stewart, we played we played some of our best football in that December period where we ended up. I think, we, 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 I think it was like seven seven out of eight games we won that month. And then we signed Greg Stewart, which we all thought was going to be a decent signing, and. At the time, I know he gets a lot of hate, especially from Scott. Stevie May was playing fantastic in December. He was contrib- contributing a lot of the assists for Cosgrove, and then we put took him out to put Stewart in, and it just never worked. It never, it never appeared to yeah. spark the team into life. Yeah, obviously, I was just uh, about to say that, but uh, obviously, you have a massive void to fill. 
with Graham Shinney leaving to go down to Derby County. And I, I thought he was your heartbeat of the, the Aberdeen midfield he was. And he'd done a lot of work. He'd done the dirty work. He was a, a real good player. I was, I've, I've always liked Shinney. But that's the thing. Who's going to replace Graham Shinney? It's big shoes to fill. He was, a, he was your captain as well. I think McKenna's going to get the armband now if he's able to keep him in the summer, which I'm, I think he's probably will. But... Yeah, that's a massive void that Aberdeen need to fill immediately. Now, if you're looking at the players we need to sing, if we, if we lose McKenna, we need another centre back. If we we already need a left back, we need yeah. a if Shinny's going that we need we need at least three centre mids because we've we've lacked creativity from the start. We need Shinny's we've lost his driving force, so we need someone else in there, and we need at least three more attacking options. And I don't trust McInnes to bring in these players that are going to get us to that level. I think his recruitment's been so poor over the last year and a half that I just don't see him being able to do it. And also, you just mentioned McInnes there. There's just something that came to my head. Um, see McInnes' record against Celtic? It's appalling. I think it's really alarming. Like I like McInnes as a That's manager, funny. but his record against Celtic is really poor. And he's, I think That's he's won one in about 19. This season, the shame, the, the crying shame has been the fact that we've actually been able to win in Glasgow against Rangers. And then we can't turn up against Celtic. And if and what's ultimately cost us this season is the home form, because obviously, I think on away form we're top of the league, which normally in McInnes's seasons is built on the foundation of we win at home. Mm-hmm. And if you take that away, look, well, look what happens. We finish fourth. Mm-hmm. But yeah. see, um, obviously touching on McInnes, right? I'll start with you, Josh, and I'll come to you, JJ. Um, Josh. Derek McInnes, we spoke about it last time, right? Your opinion hasn't changed. Well, you're not convinced by him. Um, do you still think he is... Well, do you think he is a man? Um, I think for now, and really it depends on who we bring in really over the summer. Um, I think we're currently like, on talks of singing a winger right now called Ryan Hedges. I think he's from like Barnsley. Yeah, um, I think we're... Might be getting him on a free. Uh, I think he's a more or less past his medical. It's only just a few days until it's really confirmed. But um, I'm kind of interested by this signing from McInnes. I mean, apparently he's a decent player, so I think that gives us more backup on the wings. Um, but I mean, it's a positive step forward. But um, I don't know. We'll need to see how the season starts. To be honest with you, or at least pre-season. Oh, uh, see, just to talk, uh, before uh, before I ask you, JJ, um, oh, I just need to mention this. i seen Stuart Mill today came out and said that he thinks Derek McInnes has not taken Aberdeen as far as he can. He says there's still a, it, like, there's still a lot to achieve with McInnes at the helm. So I just thought I would uh, let you know about that. I don't think you'll be too satisfied with those comments, but especially JJ. But JJ, I spoke to you many a time about McInnes. You want him out? You said it last weekend to me. You want him out? You want him gone? Yeah. 
and they aren't happy with that because teams should always be competing and I still think Aldean should have could have and should have won the Scottish Cup a couple of seasons ago which we bumped into an invincible Celtic which was yeah. it's a shame but that was the season we peaked under McInnes and ever since then he's not, he's not gonna he's not gonna get a better team than what he had then and I think he should have left around about that time who would you want yeah. in to replace him if he was to go Yeah. He he because you've seen the, so the the short term success Heckenbottom has had hips and he's not even had a summer yet. Mm-hmm. So you get to see what he can do and Gary Rowe's pretty much the same similar standard. Yeah, he's he's a decent young manager. He's had a few like the last couple of jobs have been quite patchy for him. I think his last job was at Stoke. He got a sack, um, but yeah, I think it would that Someone would be a decent shout. It would be a That's decent shout, yeah. But. But McInnes, so I've said it to you many a time, I feel like a broken record, but I, I think he still is a man 100%. But that, like, that's the thing, right? Um, he's bulletproof. He's bulletproof after he rejected uh, the Rangers job. And obviously he has a strong relationship with Stuart Mill. Um, but I think McInnes knows himself. He's He must have said to Stuart Mill, yeah, you need to back me in the summer. Except, like, I've lost Shinny, I've lost my guy. Um, and and he knows the areas that you really need strengthening. So, and Mackay McK- Stephen, is that right? Is he still at you? He, uh, I think the, the thing with him is New, New York were interested, like New York City were interested in him. But apparently, uh, there's, there's been a change in structure or something at New York City, which means they probably won't yeah. go for him. Yeah, is, I, I thought, thought Mackay Stephen's contract was up this season. It is, but it doesn't expire until like the 8th or something. So he's still technically an Aberdeen player. Yeah, by the looks of things, it looks like he's going out the door. So would yeah, you? So there's like an every. Sorry, what was it? it um, would you say that's a big loss? You lose Mackay Stephen. Well, uh, see, to be honest, I think he'll probably end up staying. I mean, I've, I don't really, I can't really think of a club that he or any club that's really interested in him right now, um, unless he like kind of goes to another team in the league, but. Yeah. I can't really. I would probably. Like, he would probably think that that's going to step behind in his career, really, if he was to go to like another mid-table club in the league. I think he'll end up staying overall. But yeah, I think he's yeah. going to end up staying as well. Mm. Um, but it's a benefit for us. I mean, I think I don't know how old is he is. I think he's like twenty-seven, twenty-eight. Yeah, something like that. This season coming up or something like that. Mm-hmm. What was that? Sorry. I think this this season that's coming up is going to be his like 29th birthday. Oh, right, yeah. So, so, I mean, we can get maybe a few years out of him. But, um, yeah, I, I can't really see him leave, even to be honest with you. Uh-huh. If he went to New York, I don't think anyone could really begrudge him that because he's going to be getting an outrageous amount of money to basically run about in a retirement yeah. league. But uh, the team I heard that were linked with him like January was Hearts, and that's nothing more than... Arguably, I would normally say a sidestep, but right now it's a backstep considering what Hearts are. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even though Hearts yeah. made the, the cup final this season, but it's alarming how much they rely on Stephen Naismith. It really is. It's extremely concerning. Like Hearts are effectively a one-man team. <laughs> they actually are. Considering Hearts yeah. won the league, well, Hearts peaked when they won the league in September. The way their fans were going on. <laughs> yeah, they were in a good run, and then obviously when Naismith got up, that was it. Everything just went tits up. <laughs> but I just want to ask you this, boys: uh, What would you say, like, 
the biggest high for you this season, I think I already know the answer, was probably uh, the cup win at Ibrox, the 2 0 win. For me, I think this, even though we didn't win, I think the my highlight of the season was the the being at Turf Moor, Turf Moor when Ferguson yes. scored that overhead <laughs> kick. That was that was probably the best away day I've ever been to. I actually forgot all about that. It was the start of the season, eh? Yeah, that was probably the best. Probably just the like, general atmosphere around that that whole game was probably my highlight of the season. And you it's sad that that happened in August. <laughs> Ah, uh, that no, yeah. uh, it seems like a lifetime ago. I remember, like, I remember that you uh, drew with them one each at Pataudry, then uh, in the away leg, you stood in the extra time. And I think you beat you like 3 1, something three, like that. One. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but, uh, jo- uh, Josh, your highlight was obviously, I'm, I'm guessing, the 2 0 one. No, uh, well, I, I, I'm agreeing with Josie. I think um, <laughs> the loss at Burnley, um, all the way back in the, at the start of the season. Yeah. Um, I just think the fact that we were able to take a team in the Premier League who finished seventh year prior to extra time, and, and there was points in the game where we could have, you know, could have won. Well, with the, when Ferguson scored, I was fully believing we were about to go on and humiliate them. Yeah, I mean, there was times in the game where I felt like we could have taken the lead, um, but I think, I mean, a lot of standout players like um, Joe Lewis, he was But and also, boys, uh, you might have another uh, away day to look forward to in Europe because obviously you are back in Europe by default <laughs> due to Celtic winning the, the, the treble treble. What was JJ? What was Aberdeen's worst result this season? What was the one that was just absolutely kicking the balls? The, the result that I think this goal that I, I'll say this, this ended my season. That was the last game I went to because I had enough this season. But that game and against Celtic in the Scottish Cup semi final, when Celtic under Lennon, who are always there for the taking, as Rangers showed every, when they played the Ibrox, and then to lose three 0 was just it was that was the, the end of my season. It was a red card that killed you. What was yeah. Ball thinking? Genuinely, it was it was stupidity from. I still I still maintain I don't think he meant it, but he should have known that he shouldn't have went into that that challenge when he was on a yellow card. Yeah, I think his staff. That's what I mean. It's just pure stupidity from him. And right then, right at that moment, it just killed Aberdeen and it just killed the game. And then Celtic went on to win it. And then a lot of Celtic fans are saying, "Oh, it's such a convincing performance." But if I if my memory serves me right, I think. He's got another man sent off. They played it, against they Celtic played against yeah, Vegas. Nine men for like fifty yeah, right. minutes or something. Yeah, nine nine men in Celtic are raving about how good of a performance it was, and I was like, mate, calm down, man. You're playing against nine men, fuck it. <laughs> and but uh, Josh, what was uh, your lowest point of the season? I couldn't hear quite there, but th- I mean, uh, probably like you were saying, the Scottish 
Cup um, loss to Celtic. I mean, that was like towards the end of the season. Obviously, I think it was almost guaranteed around that time that Celt- well, Rangers were going to finish second. So this was only our last real hope of ending the season on a high note if we were to at least get to the Scottish Cup final. But I mean, to get beat by Celtic in the manner that we did was pretty bad and mm-hmm. I think for that game we were missing Shinny as well and just yes. what you were saying before how instrumental he's been especially in the big games for us and we really missed him on that day and mm-hmm. I think overall in the second half we there was no like attack at all basically and going down to nine men didn't help and obviously Derek McInnes getting sent off so Mm-hmm. Yeah, didn't end the season that well. <laughs> yeah, on that, uh, on that uh, shinny point, is that this is this proves how how much the how big a, a task it is to replace him. As I think over the last two seasons, we've played nine games without shinny and we've lost seven. Yeah, and that shows how ever present he's been, and the fact that we just don't seem to win when he's not there. Hmm. But um, just uh, moving off subject of Aberdeen boys, uh, I want to get your team of the season. So JJ, I'll start with you. You told me you got one or two controversial picks. I'm 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 going to explain a few of the ones that I think you you're going to disagree with. Right, go for it. Right. So my goalkeeper, I don't think it's a surprise. I'm going for Joe Lewis. Right. Before you continue, I can I, I thought you were going to pick Joe Lewis, and in a sense, I can understand it because he's had a really good season for you. What? Right. What I, what I will take into consideration, McGregor has had more clean sheets than him. So is Bain and Xander Clark at St Johnson, but. Well, Joe Lewis almost won points by himself for Aberdeen with some of the saves he made, and we would have we would have been struggling without Joe Lewis. Mm, right, so continue. Uh, my left back is the only real option. I think it's Max Lowe. Yeah, I would agree with that. Uh, my two centre backs. Uh, everyone's going to think I'm just creating an Aberdeen team here, but my two centre backs are going to be Ayer and McKenna, uh, and my right back is Tavernier. That's fair shouldn't, be much of a, shouldn't be much of a surprise. Yeah, I thought you were going to pick Shea Logan for a minute, by the way. Two centre mids are that David Turnbull from Mullow. And is it David Turnbull? Yeah. Is that what it is? Yeah. Uh, and Arfield. Oh. With uh, Forrest and Kent on the wings. And then up top, uh, Morelos. And then here's the, the one I was at. The point I'm going to argue when it comes to stats is. I said Cosgrove or Edward, but Cosgrove scored more goals than Edward did. It's interesting. It's interesting. But Edward, Edward, I'm not denying Edward's the better player. He is. He's the better footballer. Right. But how do you judge a team this season? Is it by stats? <laughs> That's a fair point. Wait till we hear my team this season. I think it would surprise you. Um, but Josh, let's hear your, yeah, hear your team this season. Uh, well, um, in goals, I've probably put McGregor because I think mm. overall he's just for. I mean, how old is McGregor? Like, 35, 36? 37, mate. Aye. Oh, he's 37, alright. 37, right. 38, something right. like that. So, uh, so to kind of, from the start of the season, I was a bit kind of sceptical whether he'd be good enough still at his age, but, I mean, he's proven throughout the season that he's kept Rangers up at the high end of the table, mm-hmm. and obviously in Europe as well. Yeah, we would so, not be in Europe if it was not for Alan McGregor. That's for sure. He's kept us in a lot of games. He's been a real standout. Yeah, so I put him in goals. Um, my left back would be Max Lowe. 
Um, I would have put Greg Taylor, but I think Max Lowe has more assists than him. That's, that's, and I was always thinking about Greg Taylor as well. Yeah, but um, Max Lowe, I think for him, from my, to include someone from my team, I mean, he's been one of our best players. So, well, who I think anyway. But yeah, I would put him as my left fullback. Uh, my two centre backs, I would probably put Findlay and Goldson. Mm-hmm. Um, my right back Tavernier, um, right mid, I would probably put Forrest. My two centre mids, I would probably put um, McGregor and David Turnbull. Uh, left wing, Ryan Kent. Mm-hmm. And my two up front would be Edward and Cosgrove. I mean, I would I would put probably Morales over. Um, Edward or, or more more Cosgrove but I think the fact how many red cards he's got this season is kind of kind of like, like not made you put him in the team yeah but I would have to I would have to disagree with you there Josh because when you look at the stats mate Morelos top goal scorer in the country yeah. he's had a phenomenal season but yeah I can understand your point in a sense about his disciplinary record but Morelos oh, no, no, this hands down has been the best striker in the country this season yeah, yeah, like, like def- I would put him in probably over Cosgrove, to be honest with you. I mean, he's a talented football player, but like you say, his disciplinary record hasn't been good, and that's what's kind of took him out of my team, really. Mm. I mean, to be honest, I mean, take nothing away from Cosgrove's um, goal-scoring record from the start of the year, almost. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I would put Edward there, because I think Edward's, like, Gifted striker really, he's good at taking people on, um, scoring goals, etc. I think Cosgrove has more goals. Yeah, next season, next season's a big season for Edward because this season he's scored goals, but he's he's at the end of the day he's been outscored by a striker who was bought for twenty thousand pounds. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a, it's a big season for the bit that was it's, is that he Celtic's record signing? So it's a big season for him. Yeah. <clears throat> so you did hear him at him here, boys. Here we go, right. Obviously, a four four two. Alan McGregor and goals. That doesn't come as much of a surprise there. And then right back Tavernier, two centre halves Ayer Goldson, left back uh, Max Lowe, um, two centre midfielders Ryan Jack and Callum McGregor. Out right James Forrest. Out left Ryan Kent. Up top Alfredo Morelos, and believe it or not, JJ, we agree on something here. Sam Cosgrove. Put Sam Cosgrove in my team in the year because I was thinking as well the same as you. Stats. No exactly. Sam, Sam Cosgrove, considering. Brutal considering at <laughs> the start of the season, Sam Cosgrove yeah, was awful. And I commend the guy how much he's, he, he's improved as a footballer and he's went, went on to score 18 goals this season. So fair play to yeah. him. So I was like, you know what? That's worthy of being team in the year. Edward scored, I think, just maybe a couple of goals behind him. It was like I a couple think, go- uh, yeah, I think what's separate. I think it goes. Uh, but see, Edward. Edward's <coughs> yeah. That's a bit much free. See, Edward though, but Edward is expected to score those goals, right? Considering how much Celtic paid for him, and don't get me wrong, I think he's yeah. a talented player, but Celtic should be expecting a lot more out of him, considering the fact they paid nine million pound for him. They should be expecting a lot more, and no, dis- no disrespect, to Sam Cosgrove, right? But Edward should be scoring a lot more goals than Sam Cosgrove. It's simple as. No, like I agree, definitely. <laughs> yeah, a hundred percent. The thing is with Cosgrove, I mean, like, there's so much of his game he has to improve. I mean, like, take nothing away from him. I think he's overperformed. I think what, what what 
be six foot something, six foot something, six foot whatever, and I've never seen a worse header of the football. Yeah, like you can't even header, like he ends up jumping up, not headering the ball at all sometimes. He's, so what? This is this is another point that it's another stick to beat McInnes with is that he got rid of Adam Rooney, who didn't play that much because people were saying all he could do was sit in the penalty box and score. He couldn't really hold up. But then he brings in Cosgrove, who also can't hold the ball up and is only decent in the penalty box. So why not make more of a, an attempt to keep Rooney? Yeah. But ugh, anyway, but the, the, the reason why like I would include him is just because of his goals, really. But um, Edward is obviously the much better striker, and like you were saying, Scott, he's expected to score more goals than him. So yeah, but I uh, see my team of the year. It's based. It's purely based on form. Um, don't get me wrong. Right, of yeah. course, Edward is light years ahead of Sam Cosgrove, right? But I'm just based my team of the year on form and Sam Cosgrove for me deserves to be in the team of the year considering the fact he scored 18 goals and he scored more goals than a £9 million player <laughs> so yeah yeah, I think I, when I look at my team of the year I think it's very fair fairly justified you know I, I, the, the lack of love for Scott Arfield from you Scott is quite surprising there I actually I actually was quite I was I was going to put McGregor in over Arfield but then see if you look at the I looked at the stats Arfield's contributed to more goals this season than what Callum McGregor has. Yeah, don't get me wrong, right? Scott Arfield's had a really good first season at Rangers, right? I was tempted to put him in, but I was like, no, I didn't want to put too many Rangers players in. You know, and don't get me And also, Callum McGregor, like, don't get me wrong, he's had a good season, he really has. And uh, But I didn't want to put too many Rangers players in. I wanted to balance out a bit. Yeah, but Ryan Jack, for me, he's my guy. I think Ryan Jack's so, uh, our best midfielder. Everyone's agreed on Turnbull, though, from Motherwell. What'd you say? Yeah. Everyone's agreeing with Tumble. Yeah, Tumble's had a good season. He has. It looks like he might be going to Celtic. That's what the rumour uh, is. But Celtic apparently putting in a low ball offer for him. That doesn't surprise me at all. Like, because obviously they messed about the John McGinn thing last season. So that doesn't surprise me. They're putting in a low ball offer whatsoever. They probably put in something like one point five million, something like that. Then next year, a team in the championship will come in for him. Then he'll go down south, and then Celtic fans will moan like they always do about the board how they just messed about another transfer. See, see the thing about no. What are you going to say? Scott? No, I wasn't going to say it. No. Uh, no. The thing is with David Turnbull, is he not like a motherwell fan? Yeah. Yeah. He came up from the academy, and like I don't know. Like I mean, I think like eventually we'll move on, but I don't know. Like maybe this season, maybe you may keep developing his game there. It'll be interesting to see what he does too. Yeah. No. Exactly. And to be honest, I mean. He deserves a big move, but I don't know if it may be a bit I would, too early. I would argue that Rangers signed the wrong youngster because Tumble, Hasty, yeah. Tumble vastly outshone Hasty. Yeah, but this is the thing, though, mate. Like we've got so many midfielders. We like we've got our midfield is stacked right now. We've got Kamara, Davis, Ryan Jack, Scott Arfield. It's that right now, and obviously McCory. We've got. Thank God, Dorans has been a real disappointment, and obviously he's going to be on a lot of money. He's way past his best. He's always injured, so yeah, I think we need to cut ties with Graham Dorans. I've never been a fan of him ever since we signed him, so I think it'd be best for us to just part ways with Graham Dorans. That's for sure, and uh, and obviously it looks like Kyle Lafferty is going to be leaving Rangers as well. Uh, he's been a massive disappointment, uh, so he has second chance at Rangers. And he's not took it whatsoever. And ever since the fall came in, that was the only coffin for the guy. He, he went about it the wrong way when he said, "Was it his first statement when he signed for Rangers was that Rangers were going for the title and all that?" And it's like, "Well, if you're saying that, the fans expect you to deliver." And he didn't. 
Yeah, I, I was I was surprised at how poor he was. <clears throat> like obviously he was he was always going to be playing behind. Like obviously play, like playing second fiddle with Morelos, right? But and but when he was given the chance, didn't capitalize on it. He really didn't. And apparently his attitude was quite poor. And Gerard's a guy who's not going to mess about with guys that have poor attitudes. And he and he doesn't want guys just collecting a paycheck. He'll cut the ties on right away. So it looks like Lafayette's going to be leaving. Um. Barisic too, thank God. Barisic has been a massive disappointment. It, it boggles my mind how he gets in the Croatia squad. <laughs> it boggles I, my I, mind. I was I was actually speaking to that the other day with someone that's saying, oh, but he gets in the Croatia squad. It's like, well, name name another Croatian left back. And it's like, it's, it's, they've not exactly got world class talent at left back. And see when he, when he wears a Rangers jersey, JJ, he looks like he's terrified. He looks like a deer in the headlights. See when he's got a, like a player running towards him, he, he honestly looks terrified. He looks so like, like, that example. looks like he doesn't want to be there. I, like, the classic he, example that I've seen a You're not, yeah, like it's a left back is that area that we seriously need to strengthen in, that's for sure. Um, so, uh, Barisic, I'd love to see him go. Um, what were you saying there, Josh? Was there not a rumour that Max Lowe was linked to Rangers? <laughs> I would love that, I would Rangers, love that, I would jump at that, Rangers mate. Just scouting just involves, did they used to play for Aberdeen? Let's get them in. <laughs> uh, yeah, I would take, I would definitely take Max Lowe, I would love that. Though, I'm, I'm clinging on to apparently Max Lowe has said if he's got, if, if Yeah, but Max Lowe, if he's like my Rangers and we get him, I'll be over the moon with that because the left back is an area we badly need to strengthen in because I don't want to go another season of playing John Flanagan there. Like Andy Haldy, he can do a solid job there, but he's not an actual left back. Uh, I, as I said there about Barisic, I hope we cut ties with him. Um, and it looks like Gredza, it looks like he's going to be going. He's been a big disappointment as well. Always, anytime he was given a chance, he kind of flopped. Um, I think there is talent there, but potential isn't really enough you know so and he, he's been injured for a, a large chunk of the season too so I'd like to see us cut ties with him so Graham Dorans, Barisic um, Kyle Lafferty and Gredza look like they'll be out the door which should be good news that's for sure and I was saying earlier about Alfredo Morelos if I don't want to rush him out the door but if we get a good offering then yeah I'll be happy to see him go but I don't want to accept peanuts for him um, which the club will not accept peanuts for him. Morelos kind of done himself when he got that sender off against Celtic because I think mean, I honestly think if Rangers fans don't believe that that knocked some amount some value off his transfer fee, then they're deluded because well he was he was left out the Columbia squad because of the fact he wasn't playing games because of that record. So I don't think I don't think Rangers will be getting. I think 
about Rangers win the public spare. I, I think the Rangers fans saying over fifty million, I, I can't see that. I could see over ten, but not over fifteen is probably a more realistic target. See, there's obviously earlier on the season there was a lot of links with uh, Morelos going to Leicester City, right? And I can believe that because remember when Rogers signed Balotelli, where he thought he can rehabilitate him. Yeah. Yeah, I think uh, Rogers because he's got such a huge ego, he'll be thinking the same with um, Morelos. Maybe I can rehabil- uh, rehabilitate Alfredo Morelos and knock this streak out of him. You know, if Morelos goes to a league like the Premier League, he's going to need to rein it in something awful because is the Premier League not going to have VAR next season? Yeah. So he'll get picked up on a lot more because every Rangers fan will be honest. How many red cards did they get this season? Five. Five. I think two or three of them got rescinded. But and he could easily have got more no some of the some of the waves lashing out at players if there was VAR in place. Yeah, like yeah. see, see, obviously you were uh, just brought up the fact you got left out of the Columbia squad. I think that. Long term, that'll do him the world of good. Um, because he, he needs a wake-up call. And I think, you see that sending off against Celtic? A, a lot of Rangers fans turned on Morelos that day. And I don't blame them. Obviously, I love Morelos. I love the guy to bits. But he's just, at times, he just lashes out when he... Like that. What he done against uh, in that old fun game against Scott Brown was embarrassing. It was so immature. Like, Brown didn't even have to do anything. He just stuck his knee in the back of him. That was it. Then Morelos just turned around and lashed out like that. As much as yeah. as much as I don't like Morelos because he scores goals at Benford Rangers, he has been part of one of my favourite rivalries all season with him and Scott McKenna. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's such a it's such a good rivalry. Yeah, it is. No, that's for sure because uh, they were good. They were going at it, hammering Tong <laughs> all season. Well, so had, they were. You've had Morelos, Morelos tear him apart. Then you've had McKenna marshal him at Ibrox, and it's it's been a thoroughly entertaining watch. Mm. You know, it has been. That's for sure, but. <clears throat> Overall, man, I'm looking forward to next season. It will be, it will be exciting. It will be exciting. Um, but be, I'm be, enjoying to take my break from football. I'm going to have a few, a good month off of football. Not caring about it before I'm inevitably come back and ruin my life. <laughs> <laughs> um, but before we uh, just move on, um, I just want to ask you: What was uh, your goal this season? Start with you, Jay. Uh, oh, uh, Even spot here. Uh, well, uh, what about you, Josh? What about you, Josh? I'll give you time to think, JJ. It's one from David Turnbull. I can't, it's like, this is going to sound really, but I can't mind who it's against, though. It's one where I think it was against. Was it against Ross County? I'm not sure. No, no, oh, Ross County. Is that, is that the one he fired? He, yeah, he put it right in the top corner. Uh, yeah, but it was with his left foot. It was yeah. basically. Yeah. The, the ball had rebounded off the keeper and the fact that he was able to take the ball like on the first bounce and then put it into the top bag with his left foot. Yeah. I mean, he scored plenty of like long-range shots, but I, I mean, it's quite bad for me to not remember the team I was against. It was that F for Hill, though. Mm. Um, my goal this season was uh, a lot of you. I think you're probably thinking I'm going to say Morelos's goal against you as a Pataudry from outside the box beside his foot. I'm not going to say that. That was a cracker though. My goal this season was Morelos's back heel against Hearts. I think that is extremely underrated. I think like that should be getting a lot more praise <laughs> because that was unbelievable. That was a unbelievable bit of skill from Morelos. So that was my goal this season. His back heel against Hearts at Ibrox and the the three 0 victory over them. 
So JJ, have you thought of something yet? <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've actually just, I'm going to agree, I'm going to agree with the tumble goal because I know exactly what he's talking about, but I just can't, I, I, again, I can't pinpoint who it was against. Mm-hmm. And, I, uh, know the exa- I know the exact goal though. Yeah. <clears throat> but, so obviously before we uh, end the pod, uh, I just want to just go through some of the, uh, the other teams very briefly. And just like we'll just talk about them very briefly, as I said. So, Kamarok, great season overall. Yeah. You agree with that? Phenomenal season, with Steve Clark finishing third. Um, <clears throat> obviously, he's Steve, he got manager here, Steve Clark, right quite rightly so. What did you do? He's probably even at the right time. Yeah, exactly. That's third is probably that is not. I would probably is as high as they're going to go. Minus maybe they could have had a cup run, so it's probably the right time. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would say so, 100%. And uh, obviously we touched on Aberdeen. Uh, Hibs, good season. How do you sum up their season? Kind of mediocre, to be honest with you. Um, I think kind of with the players they have, they probably should be doing better. But obviously John McGinn was a mess, so... Mm-hmm. Probably the best way to describe them is a tale of two halves. Uh, awful first half of the season. Head and bottom comes in and at least made them entertaining to watch again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred percent. Because see, obviously, Stephen Lennon was uh, like the the morale was just so low, like it, like, like there was the, the dressing room was so disenchanted, and obviously Lennon had a bust up the whole team, and that was the reason he was dismissed. And Hibs were in a real bad way, low in confidence. The club was in a bad place. Then Higginbottom came in, and I I mean, the appointment, I was like, I'm not really convinced by this, and he surprised me. And Hibs got top six. No one thought they would, and they did. And Hibs are just going along quite well. Until like two weeks before the end of the season. What mate? Yeah. They were still in a European race until like two weeks before the end of the season. Exactly, and uh, obviously Higginbottom got a derby win against uh, obviously Hearts, uh, um, I think at Tincastle 2 1. So, yeah. yeah, and obviously that's not his squad, and he'll have a whole summer to rebuild and build his own squad uh, in the summer. So, yeah, I would say, as you say, JJ, tell two halves, that's what it was. Um, so, Hearts, that's an interesting one. I mean, a Scottish Cup final. But they, as I said earlier, they're so reliant on Naismith, and the their form has been rather patchy considering how well they started the season. Hearts were embarrassing. Their league form was was utterly woeful. Mm. I'm pretty sure mm. they not finished with less points than the team that finished seventh. Um, I'll tell you right now. Yes, yeah, by one point. St George's got fifty two. Hearts got fifty one. That yeah. sums up Hearts this season. I mean, they got, and I, I even think their Scottish Cup run, they got incredibly lucky with that semi final draw. And yeah, it was against Inverness as well, yeah. wasn't it? I yeah. mean, if they'd have played any of the... Even Aberdeen, who have been getting slagged for non-stop, I mean, even Aberdeen would have, would have seen off Hearts. And also, not forgetting the fact that they had to go to a replay with Partick Thistle, who were toiling yeah. in the championship. Nearly went down. <laughs> they were, they were Hearts, sitting bottom at one Hearts point. Hearts' season was... Mm. And oh, here's a quick yeah. question: Is Levine the man to take Hearts going forward? No, no. Do you think he'll last? Do you think be the, Do you think he can last a full season next season? I thought he was going to be gone after the Scottish Cup final. I thought win or lose, I thought he was going. Mm. I don't know what it is, but I feel as though he's bulletproof. I, I really do. Like I don't think it's like the levels of McInnes bulletproof, but I think Anne Budge, like in a sense, like fears him. I don't think she'd want to sack him because they have such a close relationship. But I think she would only yeah. sack him if it came to like right, like if Hearts were sitting in the bottom half or whatever, 
uh, come yes. like I don't know October time, and that's where she would like get panic. His, his early season form next season will be big for what happens with him. Yeah, that's yeah. true. I think he, I think he started off uh, quite well until maybe what was it November time? And obviously that's when he lost Naismith, and then it kind of nose dive, didn't it? So, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, I, I think I'm quite comfortable to say they'll be there next season probably. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And uh, St Johnson, uh, I think not really. I don't. It wasn't great. Wasn't bad. It was, eh, bit meh. Par for the par for the, they, they are there where they should be with their budget. <clears throat> yeah. They, they finished with more. They finished with more points in heart. So you could look at that in the sense of they've overperformed. Yep. And also, uh, are we think JJ? Do you know Mullerwell <laughs> are on the same points as Hearts? Just shows how poor Hearts have been. The Hearts didn't win a game uh, in, in the, the split. No, they didn't. They, no. they lose the Scottish. The, the last game they won this season was Inverness, so that shows how poor they were. Well, that's bad. That's yeah. some bad stuff. That really is. And um, Livingston surprise package. Oh, sorry. Um, before we say Livingston, Mullerwell. Mullerwell. Yeah, eh. yeah, they're they're the same as St Johnson. They they'll be happy to avoid a relegation battle and finish where they should have finished. Yeah, I agree. And uh, Livingston. Uh, Surprised everybody. They they had a they had a great start to the season. Tailed off in the second half, but safety was always the aim. Yep. Yeah. Because remember, at one point, people were talking about Les, uh, Livingston potentially finishing in the top six. <laughs> at one they, point, they they were they were great for like half a season. I know, and they obviously got a, a win against Rangers uh, at the start of the season. Yeah, that was a, a win, surprise. A win against Rangers. Uh, beat uh, beat Hibs. Drew against Celtic. Yeah, Drew with Celtic and beat Hearts. Yep, so I think Castle, I believe. Only, the only top team in Scotland they didn't beat is Aberdeen. So we'll take that. They drew Aberdeen at Pitodrid, so they'll take that. They took a point off Celtic too, so aye. Um, Aki's somehow they're still here. <laughs> what are we going to oh. do to get rid of them, man? <laughs> Honestly. Yeah, I refuse to speak with Hamilton. <laughs> How are they still here? Oh, it's even appointed Brian Rice. I'm like, this guy's. Oren, or, uh, what's his name? Oren Kearney or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They appointed him. No, they appointed him as uh, manager. I'm like, this guy was Oren Kearney's assistant, right? Come on, surely this has to be it for a Hamilton. But no, they somehow managed to stay in the league for another season. Oh, I don't know. I don't refused, know what it is. They refused to die, and I suppose that's got to be commendable, but I don't like Hamilton. So. Oh, it's, it's extremely infuriating. But uh, St Mirren, um, I thought they were doomed when they appointed uh, Owen Kearney. I really did. Incredibly, they were incredibly unlucky to finish 11th. I was kind of hoping they wouldn't finish 11th. I was hoping it was going to be a United Aki's playoff. Yeah, but the main thing was St Mirren stayed in the league. That's what their aim was. And they obviously at the start of the season, appointed Alan Stubbs and they sacked him after, I think, three or four games. And they just seen that the guy was not the man. And then they appointed Owen Kearney. And I was like, why are they appointing a part-time manager? You know, I was like, I had some concerns about it. I'm like, St Mirren are going down. They're going down. But it surprised me they somehow managed to stay in the league. But it's getting their teeth, though. Kearney's a good manager. I what? Mean, yeah, Joe's a good manager. I mean, you think so? Yeah, I mean, he, he was due a, a break in full-time football. And for him to get it at St Mirren, I think next season they might surprise a few people. Be interesting to see what happened this summer though, but they managed to stay up by the skin of their teeth on penalties due to Dundee United being absolutely woeful <laughs> at penalties. Um, and Dundee, I'm so, I honestly, see when they appointed McIntyre, I was convinced they would stay up. Yeah, I, 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 I
I thought he, he would keep them up. I really Dundee, did. Dundee are nothing short of an embarrassment this season. Yeah, they've been I shameful. Actually, I actually think they finished with less points than what Gretna did when Gretna were in the Premiership. So oh, wow. <laughs> that shows you how bad they were. Wow, yeah. that, that's bad. That's some, that's bad stuff. And also they appointed James McPake. That's an odd one for me. I don't I don't see why they went for him. Yeah, near that. They appointed, uh, to, I think, Tommy Nicholl as... Uh, uh, you've got Jimmy Nicholl and Jimmy Nicholl so I'm saying Tommy Nicholl Jimmy Nicholl sorry apparently Gordon Strachan's coming in as an advisor role yeah I've seen that too yeah. and see that Jimmy Nicholl he's been all over the place like he was, he was St Mirren assistant manager last season now he's uh, Dundee assistant manager and then obviously two seasons ago he was uh, Rangers caretaker manager he's been, <laughs> he's been all over he's the been, shop he's been at some big clubs he was at uh, Aberdeen assistant under Jimmy Cole as well Aye, yeah. he's, he's been all over the place he's a good he's hand been, yeah, like Jimmy Nichols got a lot of experience behind him. He's a good hand, so he is. <clears throat> so yeah, Dundee. I'm not going to criticise the appointment too much because give him the benefit of doubt. See how he does. But yeah, I'm I'm some huge. I'm surprised they went for him. I thought they'd be going for someone with a bit Jim more Goodwin. experience. I thought Jim Goodwin deserved that chance after the, the wonders he's worked out. Yeah, and I'm surprised Jim Goodwin didn't uh, take some Mirren job because at the start of the season, uh, from <clears throat> what I read, he was offered it and he didn't want it. So, I think the way he was looking at it was that St Mirren at that point, their squad wasn't very good because they did not have a massive overhaul in January. Yeah, so, I'm sure they did. <clears throat> it was probably he didn't he didn't really want to be judged on Premier League football with a team that wasn't his for half a season. Yeah, and I think he will be St Mirren manager one day. Oh, at some point he will be, yeah. Yeah, that's for sure. And uh, I just want to touch on, uh, obviously, Scotland before we go. Uh, Steve Clark, I think we're all... An agreement that Steve Clark is a great appointment for Scotland. Great appointment, yeah. definitely. Yeah, some big games this, this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm over the moon with that appointment. I generally didn't think uh, Scotland would get him. I really didn't. Um, <clears throat> but uh, I was over the moon when we did. And I generally think he is the man to take us to Euro 2020. We've got a great chance. We've got a good like squad there when you actually look at it. See if you get that Scotland squad playing with Comptons and just get them going again. And just get honestly, that team has huge potential, and I think it's our best chance in years and years to make Euro twenty twenty. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. So, what are you going to say, there, Josh? No, I think it, it, it'll be interesting to see what formation he kind of plays as well, because I think um, for all the players we have, I think our two best players will. For me personally, like on their day is probably Tierney and Robertson, and obviously they're both left backs. So yeah. it'll be funny to see how, like, because I can't imagine one of them sitting out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, um, so it'll be interesting to see how it goes, how he takes it from there. And but it, like, uh, yeah. as you say, it's a great appointment for Scotland. Oh yeah, it's phenomenal. And uh, Alex McLeish, <coughs> um, when me first appointed him, I uh, thought he was going to be a safe pair of hands. Um, but it really did not work out and I think we're all in agreement that Alex McLeish did not look well and I think it's best for him not to be Scotland manager anymore because the, it, this, the, you can just tell the pressure and the stress which is getting to the guy. And then I, I, I didn't entirely hate him under uh, when he was there. I think he bodied a lot of players that gave a lot of people their first caps and yeah. I think at the end of the day he was killed by players like Tierney 
and uh, who else was it? There was like there was another. There was several other ones that just don't jump to mind that pulled out a squad at the last minute. <clears throat> yeah, and I don't. I yeah. don't think that that helps. It's like that whole uh, as uh, is it Kazakhstan debacle when yeah. you had to play Shinny who hadn't played left back for like four years at left back, and it's like he's been done by his team. So there's not much else he could have done. Mm. Yeah, that's what I was about to say because I think the Aberdeen players that were playing that game, like Shinny McKenna, they all had an off game, and I think they were at fault for one or two of the goals. So I, I think the players have to take some of the blame as well because no one performed well. But I, do, I think I, I, I think I it's think right. Do think, it, sorry, I do think though that if players are taking the blame, I, as, as, even though I'm defending him, even he's not our captain anymore. I don't think you can blame Shinny for that because at the end of the day he stepped up to play in a position that he hadn't played for years and he'd done it because he wanted to play for Scotland. I suppose, yeah. But before we go, I just want to touch on this. What did you make of the, the Scotland squad? Um, I was quite surprised at it. And put it this way, right? See if McLeish brought out that squad, I think. It, 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 that would get hounded, but see, because it's Clark, it's not being criticised criticized as much. He has a history of getting the best out of the players that he's got. So, yeah, it did surprise me though. Like for example, I was surprised Ryan Jack was left out, but then again, I'm not like I'm not disappointed uh, because I want him to be I want him to be fresh. <laughs> you know, going into next season, but <clears throat> I was surprised at that because I don't know how well Ryan Jack has played this season. Along with like, the left back position, you could argue the centre mid position is our most strong position. So yeah, it's quite hard to get in. There's a lot of good midfielders, but I, I was, I was, as I said, I was surprised when Ryan Jack was left out. But boys, uh, it's been a pleasure, and uh, I'm looking forward to next season. So until next season, guys, take care, and we'll see you soon.